0: The road warrior, partic- you know, been on the road for whatever, 100 days or whatever, a year. The last thing that person wants is a free night, which was paid for <laughs> by the company anyway. What they, wa- what they really want is a teddy bear for the child who hasn't uh, seen them for two weeks. Welcome
1: everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about travel and hospitality, what it means to provide a great experience for customers, and how has the current state of COVID and the climate changed this business. To help us, we are lucky to have with us Iqbal Jumabai, CEO and founder of Blackbook. Iqbal, thank you so much for taking time and welcome to the show.
0: Chad, thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to talking about my favorite subject. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Well, before we jump in, we always like to start with a question just to help the audience understand you a little bit better, get to know you a little bit better. I'm curious to know something you're passionate about that our listeners may, might be surprised to
0: learn about you. Okay. I'd get arrested if I told you the truth. but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Actually, actually I, I'm absolutely passionate about, my, about an earthbound ground-based sport. I play polo and that's my, uh, that's my absolute passion. So it's, uh, but then, you know, it's a, a polo is one of those uh, have gun, will travel sports. So if you have your sticks, you have a a polo handicap. As uh, a famous man once said, it's a passport to the world.
1: Nice, excellent. I believe you are the first passionate polo player we've had on the show. And I also, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I was told you represented Singapore in the Southeast Asia games. Is that true?
0: Yes, I did. I think they made a mistake and they put the wrong uh, age on it. So I got in the team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So for our listeners, just so we have some context, let's give a little bit more context around what is BlackBook and what do you do there? What customers are you looking to serve?
0: OK, can I, um, if I may back up and just give you a few touch points and it'll put it into perspective. Perfect. I don't know if you, uh, if you know this, but a survey was done recently jointly with Google. And it turns out that the average traveler makes over 700 touch points over 150 days to plan a trip. Now, the average traveler may not be yourself or myself, Chad, who knows where he or she is going end to end. And at the end of it, they do something like 52 different searches. They go through five different airline brands, eight accommodation brands, and they go through. So basically, what I'm trying to say to you is that this is a a lengthy process. Every time they do this, they've got to handle with all these touch points, whether it's flights, transport, activities, rooms, insurance, attractions, whatever, there, there's a whole lot of effort that they have to go into with regard to handing cancellations, trip changes, etc. There's no way to benefit from rewards points that are awarded by each provider. And they're giving out credit card details to a whole lot of different people. <laughs> yes, <they are. laughs> so with that as background number one, the second part of the background is the fact that I used to travel some over 200 days a year. I realized that using all the apps and we all do, that there had to be a better way to dream, plan, book, experience, and share your trips. And that is what that is where the idea of BlackBook came out. I was a, uh, I was the CEO of a hotel company. And I had a little booking button on a little button on my, on my website saying, ask the CEO so that our, our guests did not need to go through any layers at hotel level or, or, or anywhere else, anything they wanted to know, they came straight to me. And people don't always, most of the time, they don't send you stuff that, uh, that they like (laughs) most of the time they, they send you they they tell you things that you don't like and that is hugely valuable because when I left the last company and sold out I said I want to now do something that substantially changes the customer experience with regard to travel I want a single stop where we can be the only travel app you will ever need now that's it's a huge aspiration and with all aspirations You start with the small steps, you build those steps, and then hopefully you get closer and closer to that ideal. So that's uh, broadly what BlackBook intends to do. We intend to serve a a traveler that, that while is mobile, would tend to be the more tech savvy. As a person who uses technology a fair amount, and as an older person who uses technology a fair amount, I don't like to band it into age groups. I prefer to band it into attitudes. And so from my perspective, that's the core. The core is, uh, is, is that person who is looking, who uses technology, who uses apps, who travels with mobile, and who feels that I want to focus on my experience not focus on cleaning up the booking or the technology or anything like that. So that's the inspiration for BlackBook. And in summary, therefore, BlackBook is a, is a travel booking app that takes you through the entire customer journey, as I said. It is seamless. Our user experience is seamless between web and mobile. So the other part of it is that you find people who start who usually start their trips at their desk and they're looking for stuff, so they're using uh, the computer, so they're on web. But when they're on the trip, they're on their mobiles. And data today is practically free. So, what you find, so you need something that whatever you do on your desktop is then translated seamlessly into what you're doing on your mobile. And so, therefore, for us, it's a seamless UX between web and mobile. It's a single point of contact for all customer support issues, and it maximizes convenience and allows the traveler to focus on what they, on what they really want, which is to enjoy their trip.
1: It's a it's a very large aspiration. So as a traveler myself, and we were talking about this before we hit record, right? If I look at my phone and I just picked it up just to check, I have you know I have an iPhone and I've got my travel apps all grouped together, and I have. 17 apps that are in there. And I know mm-hmm. that each of the, like many of the companies like United or Singapore Airlines, they've invested in making their component of that experience or, or trying. To- <laughs> I'll say trying, trying to make their component of that experience uh, as frictionless as possible. There's a lot of data aggregation and connections and a whole bunch of stuff you have to do to come up with a seamless experience. How have you found the journey of getting to the point where you're getting ready to you know, launch here in October? How has that journey been from a development and an experience standpoint? How do you keep that customer experience front and center in all of the aspects of the business?
0: I think there are, there are a, a few different things. First of all, uh, how, you, how you follow that development journey. In my case, it was a screw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started thinking, okay, I, I, know, I, know the, I know the customer, I think. So I can do this and I can do this. I can outsource the development, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized that that didn't work. In the end, I said, we need to bring it in-house. And quite frankly, we have a very uh, compatible team, particularly the core team, but there's constantly a tension between them. And the tension is between technology and what's possible, and when it's possible with, if you like, the, the person handling user experience and support who has uh who, who who wants things that may technology may or may not be able to provide in the way that they want it and the third is uh is marketing marketing and not overpromising and telling the truth so the great thing is assembling a team of people who are very very good at what they do who can understand and accept that tension and learn to work together without, uh, without without trying to kill each other, <laughs> and the and the fact that they work that we we work uh, primarily remotely we we zoomed before Zoom, <laughs> and uh, you know that really is uh, I think I, I'm I'm very fortunate in having that in in the team. So what we've done is uh, we've also had to pivot the platform on a serious note a few times where. The name black book, if you don't mind, I'll just, I'll just explain it because it's obviously a very naughty name. <laughs> uh, so it, it came out of my warped mind, but not so warped because it, it started out as saying, okay, we're not doing it. We, 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 I never even thought about doing a universal app. I said, let's find experiences, hotels, things that other people don't find. So it's our secret little black book. And we share that, but ultimately we realized that actually it wasn't a sustainable model and we pivoted and we found that what people want is choice. They want trust. They want to know that pricing is optimal. Pricing is never the best because if you keep looking, you'll find something. But there's a trade-off between how much time you want to put towards it versus how much, how much gain you're getting for the last 50 cents or whatever on a hotel night. So the point is then it pivoted. And then we realized that, frankly, you have to change the customer experience substantially. Otherwise, you don't have a hope, particularly when you are a small new player in an industry which is oligopolistic with, uh, with some very major well-funded players. So I don't know if I've answered your question there, but that's, uh, that was part of our journey.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's great to hear that unfold and get that perspective. When somebody comes to you and says, okay, so I mean, I can see how saving me time times the one asset that we can't get back, it should be the thing that is most valuable to most people. So I'm I'm one of those people who's willing to pay to have less <laughs> less clicks in the journey, right? But I'm curious when you say bring it all together, what what's the draw? What's gonna separate BlackBook from some of those other things that are out there or, people, or things people
0: may confuse as, as very similar? Well, the first thing is this. I mean, if I may, if I may uh, describe some modules in the product, Blackbook is not just an OTA, the OTA being the equivalent of many of the major apps out there, some of which I use. What would take me away from those? It is really the fact that if we look at Blackbook Travels, our OTA, big differentiator, We have the largest number of hotels in the world of any platform. We have uh, certainly between 25 and 40% more than the nearest, I'm not going to mention names, but major player. Sure. And uh, one of the best known players, we have more than double. How do we do that? Actually, when I put together this number of hotels, I thought I was really clever. I, I said, you know, X, Y, Z only has 800,000 hotels. How come Black Book? And today, Frank, that number, by the way, is over two and a half million hotels. And I realized I was actually pretty dumb. Anybody can do that. <laughs> but the genius is my, my colleague on the technology side who found out that when you buy from multiple, so we do that by, agri- by buying hotel nights from aggregators and wholesalers. To do that, you have multiple duplications of hotels, duplications of rooms. So, what we are forced, what what we had to do was to put together a technology to sift out those duplications to ensure that any hotel appears only once, only any room, because each supplier will give you a room with a different description. So we have an algorithm that sifts that out, sifts that out, and that that appears only once. And then after that. Uh, unlike the other OTAs who are price takers, in that the hotels set the prices and uh, they then t- they then take out their their margins, we are price makers, in that we buy at wholesale and then build up our pricing. To get to that pricing, even though we haven't launched, we do 10 million price searches a day, you know, uh, based on our technology. And then if you have, and then that technology has to be seamless and available. So we've worked with, uh, with Amazon Web Services to make sure that it sits on multiple servers around the world so that it's always on, always available. Our goal there is then to add up a whole suite of travel products, whether it is, uh, at the moment, it's hotels. We will add flights. We will add uh, local transport, whether that's, uh, whether that's local transfers, or something which we think will be a first, which is global ride hailing so oh, you do wow. not have you do not have to put your credit card in with eight or 10 ride hailing companies in the world you put it in with us where you booked your hotel so you know we exist and then wherever you land in the world we'll connect you to the appropriate driver from the ride hailing company that's relevant in that place travel insurance we already have 32 million attractions on our site and i'll get to that in a minute but eventually there'll be bookable attractions and experiences so we're filling that out number two is something called my black book now my black book is not uh, a collection of, of of secret names whom i want to call <laughs> but it's actually <laughs> a collection my black book comprises my trips it's the trips i've done so i have uh, have them stored and the trips I'm the trip i'm going to do where it allows us to do to set up Multi-locational trips, where everything resides. That's your hotel booking. Any booking you made through us resides. It goes, you click a button, it goes into your calendar. You click another button that's shared with anybody you want to share, you're traveling with, or business associates. So, and eventually it will allow collaborative trip building. The third is our rewards platform, where, you know, people, there are two parts. One is rewards platform platforms that don't work for hotel groups. Apart from the five, seven major hotel groups in the world, everybody else struggles. They pay for these things, but uh, people don't use them. They don't use them because you don't have enough content to, to buy. And I, I think people don't know this, but if you look at our 2.5 million hotels, perhaps less less than 40,000 belong to the major chains. I usually ask this as a trick question. You know, What percentage of the hotels? Come from the five major chains in the world, and people come up with 30%, 50%, whatever. And frankly, it's un, it's single digit, it's low single digit percentages. So all the rest of them, if they have loyalty programs, it doesn't work for the hotel group. It doesn't work for the customer because you can't you collect these points which you can't use. And if you look at some of the other OTA competitors who also have rewards programs. Well, they say you can't use if you collect 10 nights, you get one free night. Guess what? Only 3%, 3 to 5% of the world actually stays in a hotel more than 10 nights a year. So PLUs, people like us, Chad, (laughs) uh, are, are are the minority.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a hard stat for me to swallow. I mean, I guess because I spend most used to spend most of my nights in hotels, less than ten yeah. nights, really. I mean, yeah, and, and I had but, no idea. I mean, and as much as I travel, I would I kind of feel stupid for not knowing it. I had no idea that there were the major chains owned single digit percentages of everything that was out there. It just didn't even cross my mind. So you're really providing not only a centralized platform and a seamless customer experience, but you're introducing them to opportunities and adventures and potential places to stay that they may never have found no matter how long they spent searching online. Is that kind of a
0: fair assessment? I think that's very fair because it is difficult if I may just finish the one point on our rewards program so what what we realized and I realized this from running a hotel group with 60 hotels which is considered a very small group or a mid-sized group actually not a small group that uh, people didn't uh, you know never really liked our, our program so I said okay how are we going to give them enough content Okay, we've got enough on the site that they could use the points. How do we make it worth it? How do we make it work for them? Allow them to use the points immediately. They don't have to wait for 10 nights to use those points. The moment they've made one payment, they receive received the points. They can spend those points on anything on our site. And that's, a, that's great because you've got lots of hotels, but guess what? I don't spend that many nights. So we said, put your points in a place, click a button and we'll put it in cash in your credit card. So you don't keep your points if you don't want to, and you have it in cash in your credit card because you find that the road warrior, particularly, you know, been on the road for whatever 100 days or whatever a year, the last thing that person wants is a free night which was paid for <laughs> by the company anyway. What they, w- what they really want is a teddy bear for the, for the, for the child who hasn't uh, seen them for two weeks. Some flowers for the anniversary they missed that's what they want or or at the end of a hard day they want to buy themselves a drink yeah. <laughs> uh, more valuable than telling them oh stay another nine nights and i'm going to give you uh i'm going to give you points the way you can buy another night again yeah that right? alone that alone
1: is ingenious because you are 100 percent right i the last thing i, I have more points on more different places that just sit there and stare at me mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I just spent 135 nights on the road. Why? I, no, I want to be at home, but I really do like yeah. the idea of the drink. Like that I could, if I could cash in yeah. my points for the drinks, I'm down with that. Okay. You're, you're, my man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so <I> was, <laughs> so, so that's, that's where we came out. And the last, the last point is then if you're dealing with people like me, it's one thing but you are dealing with much of the world today the traveling world they want those experiences and then they want to share so the last point is a platform called uh, by the way our modules are called you've got black book travels you've got my black book you've got b bonus which is the, the bonus points and you've got something called black book x Black Book X, again, is not what you think. (laughs) Black Book X is is Black Book Experiences. Take those experiences, share them with your friends, and everybody says to me, but I can do that on other social media platforms. The answer is yes, along with pictures of dogs, cats, birthday cakes, uh, (laughs) political views, whatever it is, you can have that. But if you want it purely for travel, Peer to peer, you need something else. The second part is, therefore, they say, well, there is a, you know, a review platform again, uh, and we we work with TripAdvisor, but that's not peer to peer. It's 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 anonymous. You've no idea who is giving you uh, a review. The reviews may be good, but you don't you you don't know if you have the same tastes as that person. But on Blackbook X, our aspirations—you can share with people who are like you, and, and you, whether you know them or not, you've been following them for a while, and you see what they what they do. You like that, connect with them. And the other side is then share itineraries so that you can then uh, you you get a whole bunch of information, and it shortcuts your process to planning. So that's uh, in summary well, what we are
1: and it's a it's a beautiful vision and i i look forward to to engaging with it myself there was just a story here in in denver colorado about a young lady who wanted to go travel even during COVID and, and all of her friends wouldn't do it. And she struggled to find just a random like-minded person finally did. And they ended up sharing itineraries and, and crossing paths in Turkey. But as I read the article, they talked about how much time they spent just trying to connect and, and share those details. I can't imagine how easy and how many great new experiences and relationships this alone would have, especially if you have people that are you know, very passionate about travel as many are. So I think the the beauty of the single source. I'm excited to see uh, excited to see it and, and use it myself. I'm curious though. Now you know, I'm sure when you started this, we weren't nobody was expecting a pandemic, but I'm curious how COVID's impacted plans, launch plans, business model, anything. How how are how are you weathering the the current situation we're dealing with?
0: Well, COVID COVID is devastating for so many reasons at so many levels. Apart from the human tragedy directly caused by the pandemic, there's a human tragedy caused by the fact that commerce cannot proceed. And there's several curbs on our lives. I think there's a lesson in this and that it's basically saying to us, don't take anything for granted. So what does that mean? It does mean, however, that... Human beings, by this is uh, this is this is you know my own perspective, of course. Human beings, uh, by their nature, do enjoy travel, do need to travel, do need to get away. Secondly, for business purposes, we do need to travel because, in as much as we can do what we are doing today remotely, you need to see the whites of the eyes of people you work with. So you do need to you do need to travel. And in fact, McKinsey just put out a very good uh, study with regard to which industries will open up first as we begin to tame the pandemic and uh, over what period. And certainly that is, that is going to, to happen. From our perspective and our, our little part of it, it's having the confidence that as an industry and as a human desire, travel will come back. The second is from a business perspective. In a very perverse way, it, there couldn't be a better time to launch a travel app, because uh, people will look at you. They're not going to booking apps now. They're looking for new things, and they're on the web all the time. So you're not you're not you're not going to you're not going to a booking app. And yes, we have a booking component, but that is not all of black book. So, uh, you know, believe it or not, in the last, uh, in the last, just as we said, we're going to launch. We've got something like a thousand people who pre-registered. We've got three thousand or so uh, followers on different social media platforms already. So we start there. The second part is that, in my view, travel is going to take on, with all of that, it's going to take on a slightly different dimension. People are going to care a lot more about hygiene and safety. People are, airlines, hotels are going to cha- have to change processes as regards uh, cleaning, social distancing, and going so far as to redesign lobbies, be- redesign places so that they're much safer. Staff will have to go through different protocols. And I guess I, I, I do all of this having come from an, a background where I was running hotel companies. So all of that will have to change. But travel will come back. I'm not going to predict timing. The vaccine, if uh, if and when it comes on, will be a big a big draw. But we are seeing countries and places that that uh, if you look at China, for example, having where the weather crisis, uh, if you like, uh, had its biggest early impact. Today, travel is back. Hotel occupancies have gone up into the 60s percentage points, versus probably below 30% of the rest of the world. Because as they've managed to to manage the pandemic and manage the, the, the virus, people have restarted. So I think that that will happen. From the perspective of Black Book, we need to continue to publicize, obviously, what we are doing. But the other side of it is we are working with certain agencies that are certifying hotels and certifying uh, attractions. And we're, we're, we're seeing how to incorporate that in the site either as a filter or as an attribute when you look at a hotel and say, look, this is certified by Bureau Veritas or whoever they are. So we're looking at that so that people know that they are, you know, they can search and they can they can seek out those places that are safer to be in. The other side of it, of course, is the fact that we're not just selling flights. We believe that in larger countries, Singapore, of course, it's uh, this is a tough one to say, <laughs> but in, in larger countries, a lot more travel will be on the road. So it'll be a little less public transport. It may be collaborative public transport, that is smaller uh, minibuses, that kind of travel within a country, places you can drive to. Uh, you've already seen that in Thailand that as they've opened up, people from Bangkok. I did a webinar with somebody from, uh, you know, from Bangkok, and uh, but actually he was sitting on a beach in Koh Samui. <laughs> so you know, uh, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's already beginning to happen in such countries where there are attractions. The other part of it is I see therefore the increase in domestic tourism. And uh, those countries that have an industrial plan for tourism, I think will benefit from this, provided people like us, people like us provide the means to get to these places, and second, provide the information on the places, and provide the, the core attributes of safety so that people are confident enough to travel so that's how we are we are approaching it and we are already working with agencies to make sure that we can uh, we can we can tell people which of the which of the travel products we have are certified
1: and i think having that one source of truth not only from an experiential standpoint but also from a safety standpoint i, I agree with you 100% i think travel is going at least for me the minute i get to the point where i feel like I'm going through providers, whether that could be going to hotels or going to experiences or attractions where they are being safe. I'm going because I haven't been on a plane or out of the country in seven months. That's the longest in my career. I'm about to lose my mind. So there's going to be a lot of people that want to get away. And that trust in in a source that says, hey, we're looking out for you as part of this experience, I think is going to be very huge and very well received by any of the travelers out there. So I'm excited to see that come to fruition for Blackbook. Let's change direction here a little bit. I want to be sensitive and respectful of everybody's time. We ask all of our guests two standard questions at the end of each interview. The first is simply, as a well-respected and sought-after CEO, that means you're a prospect for a lot of people out there who are trying to sell. I'm sure people are trying to get your attention all the time. I'm always curious to know, when somebody doesn't have a trusted referral into you, somebody has a reference that they're they're walking in the door for you, how do they capture your attention and and earn the right to time on your calendar
0: chad i think that uh, i think that's uh, really first of all there needs to be a serious prospect that's interesting the stuff that i i click the delete button on is i have uh, i have looked at your profile and you need xyz <laughs> well, sometimes I don't. So, 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 I, I, I find, and and they've looked at something completely different. They've taken a standard email that 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 they, that they sent out. So, first of all, I think it has to be relevant, and if it is relevant, then absolutely, I will look at it because it's it's my duty to do that, not only to myself. To my company, my people, in case there's something there. I know that my colleagues are constantly inundated by stuff that I receive. So I think I think I think it would be great if somebody has just actually looked at what we do and, and will say, I think this is something you can you can use. The second is if it is something that I can't use for now, that they're respectful of that because I do reply. And having 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 said, okay, we can't use it, they respect that because what that does is that allows them, they are then in the door and they know that I will respond pre, uh, in the future when there is something that I need.
1: Absolutely. I, and, and you know, I think if more people would just do that, take a second, say, hey, I, I got your message we can't use what you're, what you're doing or dealing right now, that I think would save a lot of people a lot of time and actually build a lot of credibility for them. So the last question we ask, we call it our acceleration insight. If there was one thing, just one piece of advice you could give sales marketing or, or consultants, professional services people, one piece of advice that if they listened to, you believe would help them hit their targets or exceed them, what would it be and why?
0: I think it would be, um, it's a Chinese proverb. Know your enemy and know yourself. A thousand battles, a thousand victories. And most of the time, we either delude ourselves about ourselves or have some stylized view about the, about the target. So know what you know, know what you could actually do for somebody. Because if you know what you could do for them as opposed to what you have to sell, then they're listening to you and know that so that's that that would be my my view on that i love
1: it i love it hey, Well, if a listener is interested in learning more about black
0: book where would you like us to send them website other places well please please go to blackbook.sg which is our website as i said to you when we when we were chatting earlier it's opaque <laughs> But if you go to to Blackbook, which is black, one more time, it's spelled blackbook, one word, blackbook.sg. The moment that launches, it will be, it will connect you directly into, this gives you an overview and there'll be much more information the moment we've launched. And there will be information uh, connecting you directly to the booking site and the download site.
1: And on social media platforms, uh, any particular platform are on?
0: uh, We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn under Black Book, Black Book Travels. Excellent. And uh, please look us up. We love right.
1: it. Well, I and can't thank sure. you enough for taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today.
0: Chad, thank you so much for asking me.
1: All right, Take everybody. Care. That does it for this episode. You know the drill. Check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share with friends, family, coworkers. Let your kids listen to it. It's better than screen time for them. Until next time, we at Value Selling Associates wish you all nothing but the greatest success.
0: You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.